Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Business Show. And this is the show for coaches, speakers, trainers who want to grow their businesses while making an impact in the world. My name is Simone Vincenzi, and I'm your host. And um, uh, today we have a very special guest and we are going to talk about the topic of increasing your rates because I know that a lot of people, they're struggling once they set themselves a particular rate, they're struggling to increase them and to see themselves under a new light. So we're going to have a conversation around how can we make this work in a sustainable and effective and practical way. So stay tuned because we have an incredible interview uh, for you. Now, before we get started, uh, if you haven't downloaded and got our database of publications uh, and uh, uh, podcasts that are looking for guests and experts like yourself, then make sure you do it because you know that visibility is crucial for your business. Um, if no one knows about you and how brilliant you are and what you can do for them, then good luck really growing your business. And that's why we have done the hard work for you. We have created a database of more than 700 publications and media and radio and podcasts that they are looking for experts like yourself. They're all divided by, divided by categories in health and well-being, in business, in personal development, in leadership, in management, you name it, they are there. So the link is in the show notes. It's called the Ultimate Publicity Bundle. Make sure you check it out and then enjoy the increased visibility that you will have. Also, if you haven't subscribed yet to the show, make sure you subscribe straight away so you don't miss any other incredible episodes. And if you've been listening to the show for a while and you're coming back, then welcome back. It's great to see you here. Now, it is time to introduce my, my guest for today. And uh, she's an expert in, uh, pr in pricing strategies and sales. She delivered talks uh, across the United States and major conferences such as uh, Inbound, as well as many niche conferences as well. From 2018 to 2021, she has been steadily recognized by HubSpot in its list of the world's top 22 business coaches. And today we are going to talk about the successfully, how this, what are the steps to successfully raise your rates without losing clients. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Lauren Fogelman. Welcome Lauren, it's good to see you here. Simone, thank you so much for having me here. I am looking forward to diving into our conversation today. All right, for, first of all, tell us where are you based? Where are you, uh, where do you live? Where is home for you? I am in the US. I sound like I'm in New York, but I'm actually in Southern California. Ooh, Southern California. I love it. Which part? Which part? Tell me more uh, about where. It's pretty close to San Diego. It's in between San Diego and Los Angeles. So that's much warmer than New York. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And uh, so the question that I want to start with the conversation with is uh, about your background. Because uh, I imagine that uh, one day you didn't wake up and say, Ooh, I'm just going to help businesses raise, business owners raise their prices. I'm sure there is a, a background story to that and how you got to this point. So I'm curious to hear, where was your starting point? Mm -hmm. Basically, I am a sports psychologist turned business coach. What I have found from working with athletes as well as both-minded entrepreneurs is there is a lot of similar similarities. However, there are several differences, mainly three. Uh, and... What I have seen is that, first of all, we wear different uniforms than athletes do. 
We are aiming for different numbers than athletes aim for. And then the third thing is athletes right from the beginning as peewees, they have someone on the outside that is mentoring them, training them, inspiring them, coaching them on how to be able to be the best that they can as quickly as possible. Whereas business owners, especially entrepreneurs, we're a little bit more fiercely independent. We like figuring things out ourselves. We love helping our clients, but asking for help is a little bit more difficult. And there's one other thing that I also wanted to add that uh, put me on this journey. I realized that my education prepared me to work for somebody else as an employee. Mm-hmm. It didn't prepare, prepare me to be an entrepreneur. And there were a couple of things I had to figure out in order to be able to succeed without having to be tied to somebody else's paycheck. I had to figure out how to network, especially when I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert, how to be able to enroll new clients because I don't really like the sales part. And then the third part, which we're going to get into a little bit today, is how to be able to price my services when I didn't want to charge an hourly rate. So those are some things that I think is common to so many entrepreneurs, not just me, is the networking, the sales conversations, and also the pricing part. Oh, I love your what you share in your background. If you hit, and if everyone now is hearing a change in, in my voice and microphone, it's because I just realized that I didn't have my microphone turned on. I had the, the crappy microphone that was with the laptop at the beginning, and now I'm actually on a proper one. So uh, that's <laughs> that's for everyone. So much more Italian, Simone. <laughs> more, way more Italian. Way more Italian. Uh, before we go into the raising prices part, uh, and I'm curious about your background in sports, in sports psychology, because uh, um, I'm a big sports person. A sport has been a huge part of my life, and and it, and it is. Uh, I play in in a professional league in the third division in in, in the basketball here in the UK. I do sports at least five, six times a week, uh, and I need to force myself to rest because I need that rest day, but it is, um, it is a big part of my life. And I'm curious a bit, as a sports psychologist, what was the project that you've been involved in, that you were involved in, that excited you the most? I, I actually found that it was by working with a variety of clients over different sports and really seeing them each be able to get out of their own way. It it was the mindset piece. I worked with a lot of golfers because as you know, with golf, it's all mindset and and how they really show up and and get in their own way and and looking at things differently than how they could, how they could change their perspective, could go ahead and lower their um, golf scores. So it could make a big difference. I, I think the other thing that I saw, because I became a competitive rower at 40 years old, And that was the most fascinating part was not only to be able to understand sports psychology, but apply it to my rowing. And and what I really found was that, and and this is true even today, is if it's uncomfortable, then I ought to be doing it. And by having that insight, it allows me to lean into things that challenge my limits instead of stepping back and resisting it. Which is, uh, I think, also how many entrepreneurs feel when they have to raise their prices, right? <laughs> that, that's actually true for businesses from solo owners all the way up to the Fortune 500 companies. Every single company across the board, 
goes through a lot before they raise their prices. It's not like it's just entrepreneurs that are, you know, deal with this challenge. Uh, I mean, if you look at larger companies, they are very, very sneaky. They might keep the same price on a product, but then they lower how many ounces it is because people aren't as tuned into that. They do other things. Costco is huge on how they play with pricing and everything like that. So it's across the board. Now, I know that you have a, a, some particular insights to help that you use to help entrepreneurs grow in their bank account. What, what is the number one? Like, if you have to look at the number one insight that can help entrepreneurs grow in the bank account, in your opinion, what is that? I believe that the number one insight is to realize that charging an hourly rate, which is the most common way to charge, uh, is charging by the hour, is actually unfair to you and to your clients. It, it creates a tug of war, putting you at opposite sides of each other, where your clients want you to work as quickly as possible to pay as little as possible, whereas you want to be able to draw things out a little bit more in order to earn more money on a particular project. Plus, an hourly rate also discounts your expertise as you know things, you get faster, you're more efficient, you're more effective, and it punishes you for that. Or if you add on SaaS products and technology, and you're able to do things faster than when you did before manually, it punishes you for that also, because now you're faster. Yeah. Therefore, an hourly rate is something that is unfair to you and your clients, because they want you to do it fast to pay a little bit. And you're not incentivized to actually add to your expertise or add technology to be more efficient. I'm to- I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you because actually the better you become at something, the quicker you become and the faster you become at doing that same quality of work and even better. And so now you're not judged on the quality of the work that you provide, on the service that you provide, on the end results, but you're judged on how slow <laughs> you actually are. Of getting something or fast on getting something done. And uh, why do you think there are so many people that stick with hourly rates, uh, even if uh, they know that they should package? Because I think that, you know, the concept of non-charging hourly rate for someone that is, a sta- is starting out, uh, it can be very new. But for someone mm-hmm. who's been in business for a while, they already come across facts of not charging hourly rate and packaging things up. But why do you think they're still stuck in, in that loop? Well, that, that's true for most of my clients that I work with is they think about wanting to raise the rates sometimes for months or even years, or they never, ever get around to doing it because the biggest thing is they're worried about losing clients if they do that. Yeah. that. That is the number one fear that comes up over and over and over again in any industry. Part of why they go ahead and stick with an hourly rate, and it might be their original hourly rate or very, very low rate below industry standards, is because it's the status quo. It doesn't rock the boat. People don't want pushback. They don't want to have confrontation. They Mm. want to avoid something Mm. uncomfortable. They're afraid that if they raise your rate, the rates, somebody's going to say, who do you think you are? How come you're charging that much? And then they're going to feel defensive or they might um, go ahead and just capitulate and negotiate and give in to that pressure. So a lot of times it goes back to sports psychology. It's about that team coming from behind 
when it is down to the last five minutes on the wood playing basketball. And that team from behind, either they go all out and they do an amazing job to really give the other team a run for the money, or they just cave in and they lose before the bell is even um, yeah. ringing, announcing game over. And, and, and I think that that's true for a lot of entrepreneurs also is that they avoid challenging the status quo. It's easy to do what everybody else is doing instead of doing what's actually in everybody's best interest. Best practices are not always in everybody's best interest. Well, yeah, like I remember also like every time I had a price increase or I wanted to increase my price or even moving from hourly rate to packages, uh, there was a, a lot of uncertainty in, in that moment of making that decision. So even if I knew inside my heart that it was the right decision, then there was the uncertainty of, am I going to this client? Is this going to work? Are people going to buy at this price point? Uh, what if I'm not able to deliver to that set the rate of what they are expecting? Because now, because they've raised the price now, I need to deliver more. And sometimes mm-hmm. there is this, uh, I don't know if you found that, uh, the, the, the fact of, okay, the people and businesses increase the prices, but then also they increase the amount of work they are creating for themselves because they somehow they need to justify it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you found that, that as well. Well, well, actually, what I think that you're alluding to, and I really want to take it from something hidden and bring it to the surface, is over and over again, I've seen that your rates are a reflection of your self-worth. Mm-hmm. It, you have to value yourself before you can expect anybody else to realize the value that you bring to the table. Yeah. And, and that's why the people, they, they, they will feel that they have to charge to do more, to charge more, because that number is linked to the self-worth that I have about myself and the way I see myself instead of mm-hmm. seeing the value that I'm providing. Well, the, the other thing that you're uh, talking about, and I want to be able to also focus on a little bit more, is when you're thinking about do more and be able to work longer hours or whatever that might be, Mm -hmm. then you're focusing on the tasks and the technical aspects of what you do. And that once again, downplays your expertise and the fact that you might know how to help someone get there faster, easier, with less headaches, or even with better results. And if you focus on those four things, that has the value as opposed to how long you're going to take, or what are the different tasks and activities you have to do to be able to help someone get that result. So that's the shifting mindset. That's the shifting mindset that uh, our listeners needs to have, or someone, who, anyone who's having, is finding this conversation relevant for them. Um, that's the shift. That's the shift. It's not how long you work. It's about how, what the results that you can provide to your clients. Can you repeat the four, the four elements? Because they were, they were, they were really good. <laughs> the four areas. The things that your clients highly value and they are willing to pay for is they want it to be fast, they want it to be easy, they want it to save them money, or they want it to make them more money than what they think is possible. Those are the four things that your clients are happy to pay for. And one way to be able to realize that doing something faster actually has value is people pay for Amazon Prime all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a membership 
where you don't have to have that $25 minimum. You can now get overnight or two-day delivery where everything's prioritized and expedited because you have that membership. Or if you need to get a contract somewhere, you can pay for FedEx overnight, FedEx ground, or the postal service and hope that it's not on strike in your country. So, <laughs> and, and, and that you will pay four to five times more for FedEx overnight if you have to have a guaranteed overnight delivery than you would for the ground or the postal services. Therefore, it's proof that people will pay for speed of service and for that guarantee. And we all have done it in one way or another. And if you're doing it for somebody else's service, of course, somebody who sees the benefits of what you're doing will do it for your service too. So Lauren, what's the easiest way? Now, if someone wants it, someone is listening, okay, I got it. Got to increase my prices. I'm on board with that. Where do I start? What's the easiest way? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I actually have a resource that goes along with this because it gives you all the steps to start to package and price your services. But I want you to start out with and the, what I And call the resource, uh, by the way, for everyone uh, is in the show notes. Uh, so make mm-hmm. sure you scroll down, check the link. So while Lauren is talking yeah. about this, then you can follow, you can follow along. Lauren, yeah, back absolutely. To you. Uh, it's what I call good, better, best pricing. And this is the way to start moving away from an hourly rate or your current rate and start to really understand that you can charge more and you actually work out work with better clients. But good, better, best pricing is you have client new clients coming to you. Mm-hmm. And what you're going to do is figure out what that flat rate would be that you would normally charge for them. Typically, you're going to calculate your hours by your hourly rate and come up with that flat rate. And now what you're going to do is multiply it by 1.5. That 1.5 gives you your new good rates. This is similar to starting to learn how to ride a two-wheel bicycle. And at first you have training wheels on the side to get balanced and comfortable before you take the training wheels off. Now that you've enrolled three people into your new good prices, you realize that people aren't as price sensitive as you thought they were. And we're going to go ahead and bump up now to your better rate. So you enrolled three people at your new good rate, whatever that would be for them. And now we're going to your better rate. Once again, you're going to have people come to you, go ahead and do your calculations of time by course, mm-hmm. uh, by hourly rate and get that flat fee. And now we're going to multiply it by 2x. This means that you're now earning double than you previously would have. No additional time spent working, but you're starting to gain more confidence in the fact that people are willing to pay a higher fee. You understand what you need to be discussing with them during the consultations for them to see the value of investing with you. And once again, you're gonna enroll three people at your new better rate. After you enroll those three people, you'll continue to have people coming to you. And now we're gonna go ahead and multiply what their services would be by three X. I'm gonna say going to your best rate takes courage, not confidence. The confidence comes later. It takes courage to be able to lean into this. But once again, you'll go ahead and calculate that fixed fee. You'll multiply it by 3x now. That'll be your new best rate. And you will enroll people into your services with you. As a result of that, you realize you're working actually with a better client. You don't need as many clients. You're able to deliver a higher quality service because you are more uh, 
defined about who is a good fit for you. And you're starting to gain the confidence that it is possible to value price your services instead of charge a competitive hourly rate. Now, the thing about this is after a while, Simone, we're going to need to recalibrate. We're going to take that new best rate and make it the good rate and go through this all over again to continue to have your rates reflect your value. So that is how to start moving towards value pricing and separating your fees from time. And if you want the step-by-step way to be able to do that, it's at businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash value. And it's all there laid out for you. And also the link is in the show notes, uh, as we mentioned. So that scrolls down, scroll down and, and get it. Uh, while you were going through this process, you reminded me about um, a bit of my journey as well, because uh, I started uh, starting business about, um, oh, GTEx is eight years old. I've been in business for nine years because uh, I had another company before. And um, I remember the first client that I worked with, uh, you know, I was charging like 30 pound an hour. That's, that's what I went in. And, and I was super happy about that. I was like, I think that's one of still one of the best days of my life because it was the very first time that I got paid for the things that I wanted to do. And that it was the proof that, you know, someone would pay some money for whatever I had to offer. And then uh, I went to 50, moved to 50 pounds an hour. And I stayed there for about a year or so. Mm-hmm. And then I got sick and tired of it. And I went, okay, let me move to 75 pound an hour. And then I moved to hundred pound an hour. And then I moved to 200 an hour to the point where now I'm charging 5,000 an hour, but it, is, it has been a growth in confidence. And what I love that you mentioned that the shift that, that was the biggest difference is that to increase, it takes courage first because the confidence comes second. Mm-hmm. And before we move into another question that I have, what's your distinction between courage and confidence? Courage is doing something even if it is going to challenge your limits. So you lean into it, it challenges your limits, you have the self-doubts, but you do it anyway because you're no longer willing to uh, tolerate the status quo. Right. Uh, An example is if you have a child that your child is in a burning house, you're not going to check in and see if you have the confidence to go rescue your child. You're you're just going to tap into something greater than you and find any way to be able to get in through the door, through a window, uh, down through the cellar to be able to get your child rescued out of that burning house. And and then afterwards, you'll have the shock of what you did. But you you didn't think about yourself. You weren't willing to tolerate the fact that the front door was locked. You were more focused on the mission than your own comfort level and confidence. The confidence comes later. And then after the act of courage, then you can see that you have done it. Mm-hmm. And that's where the confidence comes in. Yes. That's a, such an important distinction because I think that a lot of people wait for things to happen the other way around. I need to mm-hmm. be confident before I do that. I need to build my confidence before I do that. Uh, you're saying to do the opposite. Yeah, don't, don't look for confidence. It comes later. It takes courage to, first of all, it takes courage to step away from a nine to five paycheck, the security, and yeah. to be a business owner and entrepreneur. We all have it where we're going against the grain because of something that we believe in. And that's why I believe that 
moving forward and separating your face and time is so important and it really changes everything. One of the things that happens, Simone, when you actually charge an hour rate is you eventually hit what I call an upper limit challenge. That That's where you can't earn anymore. You max yeah. out your earning yeah. potential because you max out your time. That's when it. we start to shift away from the hourly rate, then you go ahead and you break that ceiling where you're able to earn exponentially two to three times more. I just gave you the formula how to start doing that. And you realize that your value has absolutely nothing to do with time whatsoever. Last question that I have for you is, uh, let's say that, uh, and, and you mentioned this at the beginning as well of this, of the interview, which is uh, a lot of people, entrepreneurs, they don't charge more because they're afraid to lose clients. So how can you charge more while keeping your existing clients that you have? Because they are your bread and butter, right? So how, how would you do that? Well, when you're going through this process, I actually recommend that you start doing this with new clients first to get comfortable with how to be able to help people see the value of what you offer and understanding what's important to them instead of what's important to you. Having what I call a value conversation instead of a sales conversation. Then what you want to do is eventually go back to your current clients and get them up to your new rates and pricing. The way that you go back to your current clients is you first want to let them know that you're making some changes to your business model. That might be through email or regular postal service. Uh, most of us do email at this point. And, and don't use the excuses of my uh, costs have raised or anything like that. They, they don't care. That's happened to them care. too. Yeah. Let them know that there's benefits to them because of the changes that you're making and that you're going to have a conversation with them. After the, you get, they get the email, have someone on your team reach out to schedule a conversation with you. If you're solo, reach out and schedule a conversation with them. Then you want to have what I call a value conversation where you're focusing on what it is that they want to achieve over the next 12 months and help them see how you can help them do it. By thinking about those four things we talked about earlier, how you might be able to help them do it faster, easier, save money or make money. After you have that value conversation, you want to be able to discuss the different ways that they can move forward and do this with you. You want to be ready for some objections because you're asking them to do something different from what they've done and be prepared with those sound bites of how you want to uh, respond to it. And then you want to enroll them into the new way of working with you moving forward. That, and, and I'm going to just repeat that really quickly because I yeah, went through it please. very, very fast. You want to be able to communicate that you're making a change in your business model by sending them an email about that. Then you want to go ahead and schedule a conversation with them. During the conversation, you want to find out what it is they want to achieve. You don't have to pitch or sell your services. You really want to get on board with what's important to them. You want to be able to discuss the different options of moving together, get ready for some objections. And after you answer the objections, enroll them into your new way of doing business. It sounds like a very collaborative approach uh, that you have as well with your clients. Like when you're taking them on board, on board on the journey that you are having. Is that, is that how it is? Yes. And so many of my clients, they know what they want. They just don't know how to do it. And we, I do this with every single one of my clients is raise their rates with their current clients because 
they don't want to have the pushback. They don't like the objections. It feels challenging for them. And they basically need the handholding and the templates and be able to know the questions to ask and, mm-hmm. and be able to have the exact letter that works to send out. So I give them everything. And when they do this, they have the potential to actually convert 100% of their clients up to their new rates. And if they don't convert 100%, the ones that leave are the ones that never respected or valued them or the ones that were price sensitive and wanted to pay as little as possible, but to get as much as possible. So it's the headache clients that go away, but they're still earning more. They're just now earning more with less clients. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that's the beauty of this process. I, I love it. And in particular, going through the, the psychology behind it and uh, how we can gradually increase and have that courage that enable us to build that confidence. Going into moving from hourly rate to uh, packages and on top of that, uh, going into uh, having onboarding and enrolling our current clients in, into the process. Uh, so Lauren, if someone wants to get in touch with you, reach out to you, um, know more about your work, what's, what's the best way? Well, the best way is first to actually check out the handout and the resource that goes with this at businesssuccesssolution.com forward slash value. Once they do that, if they want to have a conversation with me, there's an option to be able to do that and to be able to talk about how to be able to double your income while working half the time and what that would look like for your business. Uh, make sure you check it out. The links are in the show notes and also uh, Lauren's social media links are in the show notes so you can connect with her and see the content as well that she puts out around this topic and uh, and, be, um, and be more familiar also with the work that she, do, that she does. So Lauren, uh, now it is time to wrap up. Uh, if we were to summarize uh, in about less than a minute the conversation that we had today here on the show, um, what would the summary be? First of all, congratulations for stepping away from busily working in your business to join us for this conversation, which means you're working on your business, you're getting some insights, just take one tip and see what you can do to apply it. But recognize that if you're charging a competitive rate, an hourly rate, it is a disservice to you as well as to your clients and start to be able to move in the direction of value pricing by following the good, better, best pricing model that I gave you. Once you do that, you actually have courage, you gain the confidence, you realize that you can work with a better client than you originally working with. It is a game changer. And it allows you to actually double your income working half the time. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Fogelman. Lauren, thank you very much for being on the show today. It has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you very much as well for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, for listening on the show, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel or subscribe to the podcast, then make sure that you subscribe right now and also leave us a review. Uh, leave us a review because reviews are the lifeblood of every show, in particular on iTunes or the other podcasting platform that you're listening this from. Um, and uh, uh, let us know what you enjoy the most about the show, what enjoy the most about this episode, what takeaways are you getting uh, in the review. Uh, as I mentioned, reviews are good for the show, and also they're good for my ego as well. I like receiving, receiving your reviews, so want to do it for me, do it for me as well. I really appreciate it. Until next time, have a fantastic rest of the day, and always remember that together we grow exponentially. Ciao! 
Thank you for listening to Explode Your Expert Business Show. If you enjoyed the interview, please subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every week we will select a winner from the reviews that we get. So it might be you. Make sure you give us a review. It means the world to us and that's how we, you can help us grow the show. Also remember to download the Expert Business Checklist to get the roadmap on how to become an authority in your field. The link is in the show notes or you can visit gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. So it's gtex.events forward slash expert iPhone checklist. And as well, finally, if you want to receive daily support in your coaching and speaking business or explore how we can work together, join our private Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz. Again, you can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz or the link is in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, remember that together we grow exponentially.